this is Andrea from Sweet Release Healing. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Roundtable. We have, we, uh, I have had so many technological issues right now that Mercury Retrograde is definitely not my bestie anymore. And I fully respect her for that because that kind of boss bitch energy is, <laughs> it is there. Tonight we have Charity, Antoinette, and Spencer, as well as our fantastic producer, Sharon and the Morgan, who is literally saving my ass right now with technology. Tonight's topic is spiritual awakenings. How long are we going to stay on this topic? I don't know, but I kind of feel like we should start taking bets on the side of obviously not for monetary gain because the government does not like competition, but we should probably take some side bets on this one. Maybe we can do like gift certificates or something for sweet release healing for the winners of how long it takes us to get off topic. Anywho, who has experience with spiritual awakenings that they'd like to start with? Spencer, you want to go or you want me to go? Go ahead. I, when, you, when you say, does anyone have experience, I kind of, you're like, oof, which one? Like, which one do we start with? It's like, yeah. I feel like there's like the trauma side of them, the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. which one do we yeah. want to begin with? Right? Yeah. It's, do you see those TikToks and those reels where someone's like my spirit guides are saying take my hand take my hand and then they drag people through their house and they're screaming like just hold on just hold on we should start with that part the the harder rougher parts because as i watch like the, the mainstream spiritualists and those who get like huge amounts of views on their videos i'm like y'all are making this out to be like this this fluffy beautiful choreographed dance and I'm like, I don't know what kind of spiritual awakening you're having or where your spirit guides are, but I'm a little jealous and I'm a little frustrated because I just got off of a six month one, six months of orientation, six months of downloads, six months of, okay, here's the information. Here's like half a sentence of information. Now apply it, apply it, apply it. And I'm like, oh my God. And the one before that was a couple of years ago where I picked up a can off the road and put it in the recycling. And they were like, look at you doing the Lord's work. Here's a spiritual awakening. And I was like, why? <laughs> why? That one was quick though. That was only like a month, but holy fucking shit. I say we stick with the trauma side. Why don't we just get honest about it? Why don't we? I think that'd be great. Antoinette. Yeah. I see her raising her hand. Who raises about their hand on the podcast? Antoinette does. <laughs> about eight, nine years ago, I went through a couple of months of pure chaos, pure terrifying crap. And at the end of that, I did a short stay in a psych ward. <laughs> so definitely trauma. <laughs> that sounds right. That's That checks out. It's on par. 100%. Not for you, but spiritual awakenings, because I have seen two people in, so I was raised in a spiritual family, so I've been doing this for 41 years, but I've been on the professional side and actually using it to help people for about 20 years-ish, and I have seen two people in that time need to have help, need to have psychiatric help, um, mostly from fear and disorientation and one of them was just steadfast. She was like, no, this is it. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, I promise you, it's not like my alarm bells are going off spirits screaming at me, like help her, help her, help her. This is wrong. This is not right. And they're on me. 
that was a hard one. But again, two out of how many thousand people that I've seen? Not yeah, the I think worst. Like, I think when you go into a spiritual awakening and you have these preset sets of beliefs that are very fear-based, I think that is when things can get carried away in that fear so fast. Completely agree. <clears throat> because yeah. I'm sorry, please go ahead. No, go ahead and finish what you're going to say. I don't know what I was going to say. I already lost my train of thought. Okay, I'll pick it up and run with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and talking about the fear and, and Sharon put in there that, you know, you thought you were losing your, your shit or whatever. I, that's what happened this last time with me. Like there's been like little peelings off along the way. Um, but this last one, like I remember the night it happened, like, cause I was watching one of your TikToks and it was like the hardest push I'd ever gotten. And then like, it, it hit me and it like through that right eye, like it was a spear through my right eye. And then it was a huge one because I went in places I had never gone before. Um, and it was, you had started channeling or something. And I don't know what it was you said. And immediately it was like that. And then I saw it. And then I ended up seeing the tree of life at the end. And then like, when you were done, it was almost like I was pulled back out of it. And I was like, what was that? Because <laughs> it had never happened like that. Like I could see things before, but never that. And that was like a hard hit where I had to really question like the things that I kind of was holding on to in my belief system. And so I think that part is really hard. And that's where a lot of the fear comes in is because I was holding on to that still like throughout everything. But that experience at that moment in time, I heard what I needed to hear at the time to see what I needed to see in that way. But it was hard after that because then I had to look at what I had learned already and say, okay, I don't need this anymore. And I don't need that anymore. And it's real because that it's really hard to explain, but it was like that one night, that one instance of seeing all of that in that perspective, kind of like, um, it's hard for me to explain because this last one was really like that kind of shaking off all the chains. So like it really unshackled and then it freaked me out for a minute because I didn't know, like I didn't know. So I was listening. I was like, okay, they're talking about an awakening. That's gotta be what this is. And, you know, then I had to really think about it, but there was times when I was like, am I losing my mind or is this what it is? And it always comes back to, this is real, calm down. You know, you saw what you saw, you know, it's real, just chill out. And then listening to everybody else helps. That was the biggest thing for me was being able to listen to you and to like Spencer and all of them on the discord and having that support to know, okay, this is what that is. And some of that fear kind of went away. Sorry. I agree with what Charity's saying. The people who I have seen struggle the most with spiritual awakenings and trust spirit will drag this out because this is a learning period. This is an application and learning period. And just like school, like say you're not doing your work, it doesn't go anywhere and your grade slips and your teacher's going to sit there and be like, well, you got to finish your work. You have to do this to be able to progress to the next. It's not going anywhere if you fight it. It's just going to sit there and pause and be like, okay, I'll be waiting for when you're ready. 
it's not like you can avoid them and hold them on the shelf forever. I've seen people try to do that. Holy shit. Sorry, my spell just took all the fucking way off. All right. Do I have a spell going inside? Yes, I fucking do. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyhow, it just caught my attention because it just went. Accepted. Um, I've seen people really try to fight it and they're like, I feel like I'm going crazy. I feel like I am losing my shit. I feel like what is even real? And I'm like, honey bunny, this is normal. This is super normal. And I've had people openly like weep in a session when I say this is normal. This is to be expected. Spiritual awakenings are not these fluffy things that people make them out to be. They're not these beautiful times of salt baths and meditation. They're times of questioning your reality and who you are as a person. They shake you to your core. Yeah, that's another thing. When when I started this um, a year ago, about, thereabouts, it was, I started with that question of who am I again? And I usually start with that question every so often in my life. And that's what started this this time for this last one is who am I? And when I look at that and I start peeling away things, it's not always easy. Some things don't want to peel away that should sometimes. And then you're questioning, well, you know, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but you're right. Like you, you have to question kind of like who you were, because once you hit an awakening, I feel like this is a time to like get rid of all that because you're shifting and changing and something's moving around and it's, I don't know. It's tough sometimes. It is. But still ready. It's super tough. My, my latest awakening hurt my feelings so that I would learn how to use my magic and manifestation and actually use my energy as a creator here. Cause I was floating. I would use it when I needed and not to intentionally create my reality. And I was like, you motherfuckers to spirit. And they were like, how else are we supposed to get you moving? Like you, you fight. And even me with all of the spiritual knowledge, I talked to my spirit guides all the time was still missing that piece. Recently, most of my, my awakenings has come when I'm comfortable, right? I get to a point in my life where I'm comfortable and spirits like, ha, now's it now's your chance and then they're going to throw you in the most uncomfortable spot that you can be in and it's never going to be like so uncomfortable that you're just like in pain just hurting and they're making you miserable right like they're going to push you to that brink and then you learn right and as you learn kind of like charity was saying like parts of you fall off on the way and you learn to be comfortable in this new skin that you're given and then you're given um more after that right and you're given the gifts you're given the blessings as you go down um and then once you start getting comfortable again be ready for it right yeah and like Andrew was saying earlier like you can't put it on pause like i tried to do that i put it on pause in my teen late teens and then when i went to open things back up again it was so much and so overwhelming that i didn't know which way was up and so like this time around, like I've been able to approach it in a much gra- more gradual manner, and it has been so much more gentle. But I'm also very aware of of getting in over my head. So I think too, like don't just put it away and think, oh, 
I can come back to that whenever because you don't know really what may happen in that. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, one of the comments we had from TikTok was from Deanna and she said, um, someone told me that if you don't wonder if you're crazy, you're not doing it right. And like that hit even me because like, am I just fucking nuts? It's like, I don't know, are you? And I was like, okay, well, clearly I'm not then. Never mind. Um, so Sharon's doing like this kind of <laughs> in, in her, in her little producer box, she's going, Rrr. but that's, I think that that's valid too, because you have to have a certain amount of crazy to be able to accept the spiritual path in the first place. Not crazy as in you're deluded and you're not oriented to reality, but you're awakened to the other parts of reality that are beyond our scope of knowing, understanding, and what we are told. You have to have a certain amount of openness to be able to accept the things that you cannot explain, but you feel and know intrinsically. And I feel like spiritual awakenings really push us to the brink for those reasons. Because if you're too in your reality, how can you know what exists outside of it? How can you even see it? And it reminds me of that experiment on kittens. There were kittens put in a room and they only had, I want to say vertical lines. And that's all that they were exposed to for, I want to say like six weeks. And when they were let out of this room, they had the hardest time orienting to horizontal lines as well, because their brains were hardwired to only the existence of what they knew. And I think about the same thing with spirit. Our brains are hardwired to only what we know and are aware of. And of course, they're going to have a little existential crisis when we're like, um, but wait, there's more. And <laughs> just kidding, plot twist. And we start adding in all different things that the brain is not used to. And I also want to point out the eyes pick up a lot more than the brain allows us to be aware of. We know this. We have this measured. We have tests that will show you this. There's so much more to our world, to our life, to our consciousness, to energy, to ourselves that we don't know. And you have to have a little bit of crazy to be able to stop and say, all right, I've been taught this, but I'm going to try something way over here. You said that, and I, I pictured Alice in Wonderland, right? Mm -hmm. Like she was, she was at a point of her life and she was like, I feel like there's something more to this, right? And she's like, I can't keep doing the same old thing and something different. And she's pushed down the rabbit hole. She, she has something, she sees something, she goes after it. And while she's there, she just learns a whole other side of things and meets all these different types of people and creatures. And yeah, she comes out of it a better person. I love that you said that because for the retreat in October here, we're having a party that's a Halloween party. And the theme is Alice in Wonderland's The Mad Hatter's Tea Party. And we're going to have a whole lot of fun. I have to invite my neighbors because it's definitely going to be all night long. So I just got to give them a heads up real quick here soon. But we're going to be integrating a lot of what we've learned that day in our in spirit into this party and be able to let loose and have fun and embrace the crazy 
embrace the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Embrace the Alice in Wonderland of it all. I love that you said that. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Not me wicked excited to party. <laughs> Who else has experiences with their spiritual awakenings? I think, I think the most important part is to <clears throat> like you said, to let people know it's not all like everything's great when you hit an awakening. Like you have to pay attention to like what you need to do and change and move through. And um, sometimes it's not easy, but like Spencer said, you're better at the end, like Alice, right? You, you're exposed to all these new ideas and things. And that sometimes up is down, right? Because that's a thing, right? And that's even in our life, you know? But you get to looking at things in the past and you're like, that's so backwards from what I thought it was. Whether it's something you were taught or how you see the world, like you have to look at it differently. <clears throat> and I think that's interesting because sometimes people are like, you just hit this awakening and now you know all this stuff and you're all peaceful all the time. It's not like that, I don't think. And I don't think it should be like that because if you're not experiencing every emotion in the human condition and learning how to push through those and what they are and what they represent and how you're being affected and how you affect people in this world, I, it's not easy, like you said before. It's not fluff. It's not, but it is important and it is exhilarating. And once you get that or you understand a part, it is peaceful and you have a stillness. And I did want to say, Y'all were right. Like I was in my most comfortable spot probably when I had this last one. I was happy. I was teaching. <laughs> it was fine. I was fine. Apparently not. So <clears throat> that is interesting. I didn't think about that until uh, you guys brought it up that I was kind of comfortable where I was in my life. Like I was okay with that. It was okay with me. And then all of a sudden, nope, not anymore. Change time. Them. That's yeah. I felt exactly the same with my last freaking two, and they've been the last three years. I've had two big ones. Um, yeah. I like what Katie put in the chat. It's like being the only one awake, and everyone else is sleeping in a nightmare, and there's nothing I can do. Sometimes, yeah, and that's true. Sometimes I, it is. I see that with my group of people around me too. They're all sitting there in struggle and strife. And they're like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I'm like, take your talents and make something of them. And I'll talk to them about like, okay, I see like X, Y, and Z for you. Or why don't we try this? And I'll try to like sneak it in here and there if they ask, if they ask. And if spirit is like, fucking say this right now, then I will. But for the most part, it is painful watching people be asleep in this reality and only see like this box of options mm -hmm. and I'm surrounded by these people every day and I love them, family, friends. And there's only so much you can do because they have to go through their own spiritual awakenings and they have to go through their own processes and you have to trust spirit with at least as much trust as somebody who's come out of it, the better I can. Because I know if I came out of it worse, I'd be like, no, I'm going to fix this now. And I'd be interfering all over the place. And that's not fair. That's not right. That doesn't honor anyone's position. And to piggyback off of that, um, like spiritual awakening will force you to look at and address your trauma in order to grow. And in doing so, you find that 
either you have to cut people out or people cut themselves out of your life on those two pathways. And so like the people that are in my life now are not people that were really in my life before. And it's like the people that were in my life before I barely talk to because they don't, they're not here. They're not at this level in either of those regions. (laughs) One of my friends just lost her job and I kind of knew it was coming. And I think she did too, but this job was her whole world. And she was so good at it for four years. It had allowed her the dream life she wanted, the flexibility, the money, all of it. And I'm watching her struggle. And the other day she pulled me aside. And this is the first time she's ever asked me anything like this. She was, and she said it because she, poor thing was drunk. And I was at the bar with her, just keeping an eye on her with a bunch of our friends there to support. And she said, Andrea, I've never asked this of you. And I feel kind of bad, but do you see anything good for me in my future? Like anything at all? And I felt the brokenness from this one loss roll off of her. And I told her, I was like, I have never lied to you ever. And I never will, but I have been telling you little bits of what I've been seeing along the way. And she nodded at me and she was like, yeah, I know. But she's not at a position where she will accept it because she has to, like Antoinette was saying, face her own internal shit. She's got to face it. She's, she has these issues that she needs to work through. And I'm trying just as spirit tells me, because she's already given me permission. She's already given me the door. And I'm like, okay, until she slams that door shut. Every time spirit says something. I'm adding it, but I know that she's headed right there to a spiritual awakening because I can feel that, that crazy dial being turned Mm up. I can Mm -hmm. feel that manic feeling rolling off of her. Mm -hmm. And I can, I just, you know how you can feel it in the wings. Like it's just waiting right there, just off stage. And I'm like, okay, I feel this. I know it's coming. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be prepared to grab her. Okay. Like I'm going to be here with her. Like today we went to, we went to the lake, beautiful day for the lake. She wanted to go to the lake super bad last night. And then today she was like, "Mm, I don't know you guys, like I can't get in my own way. I feel like I'm going to lose my drain. And she's, she was, I was like, I called her and I was like, Hey, no, we're not doing that. We are, you are not, not coming. I will come and pick you up myself if I have to. I was like, I will drag you out of that house by your hair or sling your ass over my shoulder. It's going to hurt me, but I will fucking grab, drag you out. I was like, you need the water. You need your friends. And I was like, this is called depression. She's like, I know, I know. And she came with us. Thank the freaking gods. She came with us. But when you feel a spiritual awakening on the heels of someone's collapse, that, that shit is so hard to face. On a positive note, you were you were there for her though, and you will be right. So you were prepared, like you were put in that in her path to be able to pick her up, throw her over your spiritual shoulder, like, and like, but you're ready, right? And I think that is another part that like we're here to help each other, and we we need to realize that the these spiritual awakenings awakenings are not just for us, like it is putting us ready to help others because that's why we're here 
we're here to help each other. And so if you are not actively leaning into your own spiritual awakening, like, I, I don't want to be like that fear-based person of being like, who are you going to miss out on helping? But like, it, it's there for multiple people, not just you. Oh, that got me. That was good. Yeah. I know. Fuck off, yeah, Spencer. That, oh, that my God. All over. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> stomach went like, like my lower stomach. <laughs> Tighten on that one, like oh man, some like cool body chills on that one. That was good, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, but it gives me a question. Have you guys Ooh. ever experienced a spiritual awakening? And you look back at before it even started. Have you seen other people been put in your place or put in your in your path to help prepare you for it? Yes. Is that is that something you experienced? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's Jessica put a very similar comment. And just as you said that, and sometimes you show up way before they are actually ready. Sometimes it's right then. As in right. sometimes you show up before they're before they're even slightly close to being ready. So that you can be there to support and guide them with everything you've gone through. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like yeah. anything. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and can I share a story real quick? Please. I, I feel like I've needed to. Um, and I might cry because some of you guys know the story. Um, but I've had a huge spiritual awakening in the past two years, right? Um, and and what happened is I was a teacher. And uh, during my teaching time, I have these two best friends. Um, and I still talk to them today. Crystal, and she was the second grade math teacher. I was the third grade math teacher. And my best friend, Nina, who's the fourth grade math teacher. And we were just close. And that whole year, um, things just showed up. And I would talk to both of them because both of them had experienced death at a really deep level, um, at a friend level and a family level, right? And, uh, and I kept on being like, you know what? I just have never experienced death. I don't know what to, ex I don't know what to expect. Like my dad's health is going downhill. I just don't know what to do for him. I've never had a good relationship with him. I don't know what to do. And there were hours uh, like after school time that we would sit there and each of them would give me their, their stories of what happened to them and their emotions that they felt. And the, their, they were giving me words for emotions that I've never felt, um, which is what I need. That's that's how I move through things. That's how I do my understanding is hearing other people's words for emotions because that is how I understand them. And um, then March 26th happened and my brother was killed. And it, it wasn't by uh, an accident or anything like that. It was pretty traumatic. Um, it was on the news. It was it, like I had to walk through a, a gas station where my kids saw my their uncle's face on a newspaper um, and try to explain that to your two kids. Um, but the thing is, is when that happened, the first two people I called to help me <laughs> were Crystal and Nina. And neither of them are spiritual. Um, I, they're, they're, way, they're on the brink of it. Like, you know, when they're like almost there, they just have to kind of like fall into the rabbit hole per se and then they'll be there um but 
if it wasn't for that preparation from those two, I don't know where I would have been. Um, and it's like, I'm, I'm where I am now because of those two. And, um, they helped me through it. They did all my math prep work and my science prep work. So I don't have to worry about school at all, but I like thank the gods that they were there to prepare me for that because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have been crazy. I would have gone crazy if I, if it wasn't for them. So yeah, spiritual awakenings hurt. Um, but I'm so fucking happy to have experienced it. Um, it's who I am today because of it. Right. And I'm just not ready for another one. So I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> Whoever's listening up. Still learning. Still learning. <laughs> I'm not sure if you see the chat, Spencer, but TikTok chat is flooded with love for you. <laughs> As are we. I know I'm super thankful that you share with us as openly as you do. And you bring up very, very valid points. There are people who are put in our paths to help us with these big, huge spiritual events, whether they are mandated by spirit and spirit goes, oh, here you go, it's time. Or you have a huge cataclysmic life event that causes it. You can have the death of a brother. You can pick up a Coke can off of the side of the road. Or you could be just going about your business, chilling, and then some bitch on TikTok makes a video that makes you question your life. Things happen. But what beautiful experiences they are for us. I love... Can anyone here say that they regret any of their spiritual awakenings? No. They've been rough. But no. No, not all of them. Not for me, anyway. They haven't always been pleasant. And it's usually at times when that old life is absolutely falling apart and I'm losing things left and right that I thought I still wanted. That's one thing. And I've uh, lost a lot and a few of them. But I, I don't think... regret. Sorry, Antoinette, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was done. I was just saying I don't regret waking up, even though I lost a lot along the way. It was stuff that really I didn't need because I wouldn't be where I am now or what I need to do in the future. So. And I think there were times where I was in the thick of things where I regretted things. I regretted so much. I regretted choices that I had made that put me in that spot. But looking back now and how far I've come from there, I can finally see that that was necessary. That was the catastrophic, catastrophic event that shot me forward like a slingshot. Um, and so like now I don't have regret about really anything anymore. But I think we can be in the middle of it and feel that because we don't know what our trajectory is going to be. And that's true. I, I saw someone soaring butterfly 207 in the chat say, I feel like there's so many things to learn. I feel overwhelmed sometimes. And I totally understand that. Because those spiritual awakenings, 
open you up to saying there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. And each one, like we're saying, we get here and we're like, okay, cool. We learned, we integrate, we get comfortable. And there's another one. And we're going to like, oh, come on, go through another one. How is there more to learn? I have so many people who come in sessions with me and their number one complaint is, I thought I learned this. I thought I was doing that. I thought I understood it. And I had to explain to someone not long ago, I think it was last week, that spirit is not going to give you a parade when you do 95% of the work. They're going to cheer you on as you go. But the second you get stagnant, they're going to go, the fuck? Keep going. Where's the rest of it? And I've had plenty of clients who don't like that. They're like, I've done so much self-work. I've done so much on this. I've had the spiritual awakening and they brought me to here and there and I've been listening and I'm learning and I'm doing all of it. Why am I not getting a parade now? Because you're stalled. You're stopping yourself. Because to spirit, it's it can it can look like um, like an escalator almost, or it can look like stairs, or it can just look like an uphill climb. Where there are things we need to do, <laughs> like we need to get to the next checkpoint. We need to get here. You're either going to get there in this life or another life. Which one do you want? Because they got time. They're like we're here for it. But if you're not making any big movements or movement at all, they're going to go quiet. Cause what else do they have to say other than a daily encouragement of this goal, that goal, where they need you to be. I think we all have had times where we are putting our feet down and stopping the bicycle from going forward with our heels and spirits going, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? But what about this? And it's like, Oh my fucking God, what, 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 what I'm doing? What, what? And we get pissy with them but they're not wrong. We have these checkpoints to meet and one way or another, we're going to get there because we've signed up to do it. We've said, yep, this life I am definitely. And I mean, when you're here, it feels like a load of fucking bullshit, but your highest self and your spirit guides know you better than that. They're like, nah, 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 nah. We signed up for this. We said we were going to do it and we're going to guide you along, but we are doing this. This this reminds me, and don't judge me, I have little kids. This reminds me of this episode of Bluey, which is a cartoon. And Bluey has ice cream and it starts melting. And she gets really upset that her ice cream is melting and she no longer has ice cream. And her dad's like, well, you just learned a life lesson. Like you should have ate the ice cream. And she goes, Oh, I didn't want a valuable life lesson. I just wanted ice cream. <laughs> right? It's, it's that sure. is what going through my head right now of like, oh, I just wanted my ice cream. But like, if you would have just ate it when you had it, it wouldn't have gotten to that point. My son loves that show. Now I'm going to ask him about that episode. <laughs> if he's seen Benny, you see Bluey lately? See the ice cream episode? Can you show me? I'm going to need to see the ice cream episode. But like, I just feel like that sometimes of really a, like, oh, I didn't want a valuable life lesson right now. I just wanted to be happy. I just want, I want this. But then like after it, once you do that hundred percent and you feel that achievement, you, you've gone through the pain, like none of us regret it. Like, mm -hmm. we don't 
Nope. I don't remember any of it. And two, I think it's, I think it's really easy to like reach a certain certain point or certain goal or you know, and kind of plateau. Be, but it's it's like we got to remember, okay, but the journey isn't over until it's over. Like we have to keep going and keep progressing and keep pushing ourselves until it's over. We don't have that much time, but we got to make the most of it. You know, spirit's going to argue with you on that one and go, oh, no, we got time. We got multiple lives. And we're sitting here going, no, this, this, this one, yep. this one. <laughs> yep. I literally heard them go. Mm. You sure? Are you sure? And I was like, you know what she's talking about. Don't be fucking facetious. You know what she's talking about. And some of us are trying to not come back here again. <laughs> I want to go home so bad. Me too. I don't want to go. I do. I think though, I that leveling, that plateauing, I it's a push to go back to it. Like another um I'm trying to figure how to explain it. It's um kind of like the butterfly analogy we had used before. Like a but you don't just do it once, right? Metamorphosis. So it's like you you go through that first awakening and you push, and then, like you said, you kind of get in that comfortable position, like you've kind of learned that, so you've you kind of know what's going on, and you're kind of living by that, and like it's working and everything, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, and let's add this on top of that to build and scaffold up the things that we know. So then you're going through another one, so then you have to like go back into the coup, come out, Go again, fly again, but this time you're red instead of blue. The next time you level up, you'll be yellow instead of green. But it's almost like this leveling of of learning because I know that I, I think, I'm pretty sure I've said it to Andrea before, is like I thought I had a good handle on something, but realized I did not. And it was trauma. It was issues. It was something that I was dealing with. And I had to sit there and say, oh, we're leveling up on this issue because I did not. I thought I had a handle on it. Apparently I do not. Now I've got to work on it. And there is no parade for my team. They're like, we got stuff to do and you need to be moving and quit crying about this along the way. My bunch is rough. I'm just going to say, but now they are very loving. I, but they are very rough. They don't play. I'm just saying. My bunch is not going to throw a parade. They're just going to say, all right, good. We got more things to do. So come on, let's go. Yeah. So just like, all right. I, I will agree with charity her her team is rougher than most yeah but that's okay because that's kind of what it requires to it's just what it requires it is what you listen to it is what i listen to it is and I've, I've i've talked to her team so i've had the privilege of reading her and working with her for at least a year now oh yeah mine and, don't coddle yeah there's no coddling from her team at all so every once in a while um, she has like this main guide named Chief. He's fucking awesome. But every once in a while, like he came in my he came in my living room today, and I didn't tell you about it yet because I didn't get a chance. I was feeling sorry for myself, and I was like, maybe I should just quit all my manifestations. It's not happening fast enough. And I was having another little mental tantrum. I wasn't like an out loud one yet, but I was just sitting there like, 
this is stupid. Like, and he appeared right in my freaking living room, jeans and white t-shirt, taller than he normally is with like this. Yeah. Whole face he was giving me like this whole attitude. And he was giving me like this slanting thing, not the wobble wobble, but he was like, you're going to slide back down now. And he was starting to use like words reverberated with like, there was a lot of word meaning with the hand signals. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. And then right after that, my phone dinged with a physical response of my manifestations. And I was like, okay, all right. But her team is stronger willed than most. Most are like, we love you and we want you to get moving. Hers are like, the fucking shit you've been doing before ain't fucking working now. So let's fucking move over here. And I've said things to her in session before where she goes, what did you just say to me? And I was like, shit, shit, shit. This is the moment she's going to hate me. Shit. I'm like really happy it's on a computer. She'll be like, what did you just say? And I'll tell her again. She'll walk off the screen. I'm like, there she goes. All right. There she goes. She'll go, this, this. Yeah. (laughs) I don't envy you. Mine are fucking sarcastic brats. And that's enough for me. Very much like me. So are mine. Like me. I mean, there are teams for a reason, right? (laughs) Exactly. Like, if you want to know what I really like sometimes, yeah, talk to Chief. He'll know. (laughs) I'm just saying. Fucking love Chief. I really do. But that's, I mean, but this kind of point is like, like, I know, like, at their core, like, they love me beyond anything. Like, that's something that they don't have to tell me. And, like, I just know it and feel it. What I need from them is what they give me. And that is that get up now because I have to have that in my life. Like, because like, I don't know. Talk about this kind of stuff. Like my up and down with my mental state. I don't know. I don't know. I'm TikTok. I'm looking at chair and I don't know if I'm talking about this, if it's okay or not. But anyway, I'm... so my up and down mental state, right? I have to have that. I can't afford for somebody to coddle me on the spirit side. I need somebody that says, get up. I need somebody that says, get up and move. Because if I don't have that, I won't sometimes. If I don't have that, I won't. And so that's why my team's like that. Like, I don't want anybody to think, oh, man, I don't want to be spiritual because Tate's team's rough. No, you have to understand. They have to be in order for me to do what I have to do. And I just like, I don't know how else to explain that. But I don't want anybody to think, oh, man, I don't listen to my spirit guys because if they're rough like that. That's my bunch. That's what I need. I need that push. But yeah, if you want to talk to them, just be warned. They are a wee bit rough. Just a little. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because like, you know, yeah, like don't, I don't want people to be discouraged or anything because like we talk about how our teams are with us. This time around, my team started very gentle with me. Now, not yeah. so much. <laughs> like, but now we're a lot more comfortable in that back and forth too. And I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, just like feeling all the emotions all the time anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, mine have me on a spiritual leash, like a spiritual spiritual leash child. And like, they're like, oh, Spencer's running off again. Pull. Like, right? And then they're like, oh, damn it, child. Like, that's how mine is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Am uh, I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just, whoa. Yep. Spiritual leash backpack. Oh, and it's a monkey that wraps its arms around me, and then it buckles. I love it. Buckles. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so. <laughs> I love how our teams are like set to like to us. That I think that's super important for people to understand that too. Our teams are so set to us, which is fantastic. I love that, Spencer. It is. My team, on the other hand, knows that I don't back down from a challenge. Like, I'm toxic when it comes to challenges. People are like, I bet you won't do that. And I'm like, the fuck you say? So when I get all sad and I get down in the dumps and I'm like, oh, just forget it. The first thing they do is they come up and they go, are you really going to quit? And then the second thing they do is they come up and they're like, well, I guess we can just ask someone else. <laughs> I know how to push your buttons too. <laughs> Oh, I know. I'm like, ouch. Wow. And then I'll go, I'm the one who's the best at what I do, though. And they're like, yeah, you are, but we can go with second best. You know, I'm sure it'll be fine. I hear that a lot. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure that they'll figure it out just the way you did. You'll figure it. They, it'll be fine. I'm like, fine. Fine. The re spiritual reverse psychology. It is. Sincerely. Like, we could tether you to Spencer. Yeah, we could. <laughs> no, not to Spencer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yep, if you have spitting water on your bingo card, it's got a good space. I look, can't look at that now. That's gross. That's got spit in it now. Ew. Even <laughs> spit's gross. But what amazing system we have, though, right? Like, they know us. They know each one of us. And, and it's, they know... When we're getting comfortable they know when it's time right and i think sometimes we start to question or we start to fight back um but there's there's literally no one else that knows us better than our our team and our highest self mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's like how quick are we to like i've done it i've second guessed i've pushed back i've said those like like questioned everything but then at the end of the day, it's like, oh, you're right. And then I, you know, I move on. But like, I think there, there's got to be that comfort knowing that that is who it is, though. Like, they put us in the most uncomfortable of situations, yet we literally have the strongest team on our side. Like, there is no fail. There's no failure with them. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, there is that is so comfortable too. like they're mm -hmm. going to drag us through all these awakenings and teach us all these things and all these downloads and all this newness break apart our reality to put pieces back in a way that's completely different but still makes sense that is so comforting though they love you unconditionally they're here for you and they're doing it for your benefit for your gain because you've said i don't want to sleep anymore mm -hmm. i don't want to sleep on this life anymore I don't want to have any more where I don't know what's going on and I don't know who I am. And I, I want to do my job of helping to thin the veil. I want to do my job of helping to raise the vibration of humanity. I want to be another chain in the length that lifts, not drowns. It's so comforting to know that they're there. They know us better than anyone else and they love us so fucking much. I love that you brought that up. Spencer for the win tonight. Can we just give it up Absolutely. for Spencer tonight? Like, yeah. Spencer. You're making me blush. Oh, the blush it's not even after. <laughs> after hours will be here soon, too. Um, I just want to say that Lynn says they know when you are sleeping. <laughs> they know when you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> they know when you're good. They do. <laughs> We seriously need a giant Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and Dancing Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had Sweet Release Healing Squishmallows, though? That just say, stay put. Like, there's one for, like, there's one that has, like, charities features and says, still. Be still. Let's and do then there's one that has my features that's like, go, 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 go. Sharon, make it happen. Yeah, make it happen. There's one that looks like Sharon with a cocked eyebrow. Like, mm, are you serious? Can you get his little backpack on his? Can we put his backpack on? Oh. Can we, Spencer? No, it's Can it say, like, get back here? I, please. I missed, I missed what Shannon said. She said that Andrea is, is going to be the Andrea one you get to throw at people. <laughs> it's It's slightly weighted. Oh, by the way, if you have squirrel moments on your bingo card, I got this little guy. That's adorable for the squirrel moments. Oh, my, my son found him at, a, at an airbag and he goes, Mom, I need one. And I was like, I do too. Can you find a second one for me? I got to bring this to work. Oh, my little guy. His name is Squire. I don't understand why his name is Squire. Um. I sleep in a nest, some call it a dray. I keep my nuts there for after I play. <laughs> who, who writes these? Just be sure. Who writes these? What? I thought that was going to explain why they went with Squire for a name, but it did not. There's more questions than not now. I should put him down. <laughs> and cue the nut jokes. <laughs> Tiff said that's unsanitary. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, okay, okay. 
How much time do we have left? Are we good? Because we're devolving fast. We did a really good long amount of time. We did. We did a great job. Thank yeah. you, Sharon and Morgan. We did a great yes. job of staying on topic. We did it. Yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah, amazed that we did for that long. There's a there's a lot of pieces. There's a, there's a there's a lot of pieces of spiritual awakenings, and I think we did it. Yeah, we got 50 whole minutes before we got off topic. Look at us. I'm so proud of us. A new record. That is a new record. So, yeah. What is it? So yeah. All of you who were like five minutes, 15 minutes, suck it. <laughs> you made it. You we did it. it. That's pretty good. So, Katie says, Who do I send my $20 copay for this session? <laughs> Sharon says you can send it to her. Yes, it's Sharon. She does have to deal with me the most, so that might be. Yes, and Sharon. So that's Sharon. Yeah, Sharon's got moving fees. We all need to contribute to Sharon's moving fees. Oh my God. Do we have anything else we want to add to close out the topic of spiritual awakenings? I almost lost the topic for a second. I think this this episode needs to end with the song "Wake Me Up When September Ends." Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Morgan, can we do that? Where's Morgan? No watch. Oh. No copyright. Oh, oh yeah, you. that's okay. Because Spotify. Oh. Spotify, which is understandable. It's fine. That would have been cool, Spencer. All right. I just want to leave it off with, we all got this. And it may be hard now, but it will be over soon. And you got this. Don't give up. And then you'll start another one. And we'll be right here for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Going through our own. Anyway, yeah. Don't wait around because we'll be right here. Fire. Every yeah. time I do a video on TikTok, I always get at least five comments that are like, there's more than one spiritual awakening. Yes. Like, oh, baby. I think yeah. that's a misconception. I didn't know. Like, I, well, I wasn't thinking about it or paying attention when I first heard people talking about it. I was like, okay, so you have this one spiritual awakening. <laughs> and then I started paying attention to what y'all were saying. I was like, oh, God, there's more. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, there were. So that's a, that's a really good point. There's more than one. Yeah. Spiritual like awakening. I, mm -hmm. Like when I would hear people talk about Dark Night of the Soul, I assumed it was a one-time deal. <laughs> when I realized it wasn't, I was like, oh, damn. Um, such a dramatic term, too. I'm like, oh, sucks to face your own demons. I know it's not the most fun you've ever had, but sometimes they're funny and they bring snacks and they crack jokes. You're only going to see them because, yes, there are different levels of awakening. There are different levels of awakeness, just like when we're in our human bodies there's different levels of weakness there's different levels of sleep you can have like the deepest sleep and start to wake up out of it a little at a time and still be considered sleeping each one just brings you closer to your own alignment to your own creatordom to letting go of things that don't work for you anymore and pushing you to your tower moments i do want to close this out with the 44 energy and really the energy of four. During COVID and right before COVID, four at its core was the Gaia number. It was all about nature. 
it was all about our connection to nature, our connection to each other, and our unity, our community, our agriculture. It was always about who we are in a human body here on this planet. And now, <clears throat> because of COVID, four took on a new meaning. And I firmly believe four took on the tower card meaning. I truly do. Because you guys are dicks. They're making fun of my math in the chat. There are four of us plus two. Math is hard. Yes, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about four. <laughs> I don't think that was you. I was yeah. saying you're leaving it with four and there's four of us. And then I was like, oh, plus two. That was my math. My bad. Sorry. There it is. It's hard, Spencer. I know. It's all right. You're just a math teacher. It's cool. I know. I know, honey. But as of COVID, four took on that tower moment that you have to get back to what's important. What is act what actually matters in your life. And to plant your roots somewhere sustainable. Making sure that whatever you go through in life, you have those roots set down. COVID taught us that and COVID added that huge energy to four because it was 2020, which is a four year. It was a whole year of this for the entire globe. So it's added now. I want to leave everybody with that thought process. Your spiritual awakenings are your four energy. They're your time to get back to what's important. To plant your roots in something sustainable that matters to you. And you can grow from no matter what season or reason comes along. I want to say thank you so much to Charity, Antoinette, and Spencer for being here for another episode of the Sweet Release Healing Roundtable, as well as Morgan and Sharon. Um, I'm Andrea Lovett from Sweet Release Healing, and thank you again for joining us. Love each other, love yourself, and have a beautiful evening. Thank you for listening. Mwah.